Welcome to season four of The Culture of Kindness. My name is Nahala Summers and I am your host. A culture of kindness is based on the idea that by bringing kindness into leadership, we reduce stress, anxiety, make happier workplaces, and in turn, improve the bottom line for any organization or institution. It is a book, leadership program, accreditation, and of course, this wonderful podcast. Kindness has been my life's work since I founded the social movement for kindness back in 2012 called Sunshine People. And it has kept me interested on what people have to say on the complexities of kindness ever since. The guest lineup is exceptional. From politicians to social media influencers, best-selling authors to BBC presenters, an eclectic mix of people who all have completely different views on kindness, how we get it and where the world is currently at. If you enjoy this episode, then please do show your support for kindness by subscribing to the podcast, leave a five-star review or simply invest in the book, aptly named A Culture of Kindness, available on Amazon. Thanks so much. I hope you enjoy. Glenn, welcome to season four of the Culture of Kindness podcast. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to having a little chat with you at the end of my podcast recording day. Um, I've got my cup of tea in hand and uh, it's just be like chatting to an old friend, really. So that's uh, that feels good. (laughs) How's your day going? Middle-aged friend. I can't complain. I'm having a good day, actually. Thankfully, I'm, I'm working on a, a trust application for a client. Um, so it's quite good. It's very hard to get into the detail of these things, but I'm getting to the, the point where I'm nearing the end. But so it's, it's nice when a plan comes together. Lovely. So we're going to have a chat a little bit about um, your work. Definitely want to hear about that. What are the things that make you happy? Um, and also, I really want to... Uh, talk about kindness works hashtag kindness works how it came about what that's provoking and why you believe it holds such uh, importance so definitely keen to have a conversation about that um so first of all tell me a little bit about you and what makes you happy um well i'm glam uh and I was born at an early age in a little seaside town of Carrickfergus. Um, and probably, I think, during my formative years, I didn't have the healthiest, most wholesome lifestyle. Um, and when I was quite young, in a substance-induced state, I walked into a little church youth club. And myself and my friend were kind of welcomed and that left a bit of an impression with me and that kind of shifted my outlook from gallivanting the streets and getting into trouble into something a little bit more focused and positive and I responded to their kindness and that kind of rubbed off on me and sparked an interest in kindness myself and I ended up running the youth club and and getting involved in a lot of of different voluntary work Um, So I guess that makes me happy. There's all sorts of things which make me happy, but there is a buzz, which you know well, when you just do something for the sake of it, just to help someone 
with no other motivation other than that and that alone in its essence. And interestingly, I was talking to, since I started this hashtag, I keep getting this influx of people from all sorts of wonderful places who have an interest in kindness and the pursuit of kindness and encouraging others. Um, one of the main elements of it seems to be the ripples which are being caused. Yes. Well, let's let's take a step back. Let's talk about, first of all, before we talk about the hashtag, let's talk about your work, um, what you do uh, for your work and how that came about. Um, well, it broadly speaking, came about after a trip to Bangladesh. I had been a supermarket manager, a small retail outlet manager, and then um, a sales rep. And when I saw what life was like in Bangladesh and how a little bit of help could make a great big difference. I came back home a little bit more altruistic in my outlook and thought, well, what do I want to do? Do I want to leave some sort of legacy behind, which is positive and uplifting? My skills were such that I had um, I'd studied marketing and business studies and fundraising then was what really that seemed to lend itself to. So I get involved um, working with a disability charity and then I worked with a charity for deaf people. Uh, I moved on to, was the head of fundraising for gingerbread for lone parents. And then uh, I worked with Muscular Dystrophy UK, ma managing a team in England, Scotland, Wales. Um, and then I worked for a, a cancer, local cancer charity for a while. And part of what I am about is what are the triggers? What are the things which make people want to donate? And quite often, it's nothing more than that donor glow. It's that feeling that they're doing something good and something impactful to improve someone else's life. So, you know, I encourage charities and their communications, for example, to take themselves out of the picture. It's not all about the charity. It's all about your donor and all about your supporter and the words and the messages which you give are very, very important. So, for example, you don't say, give a £10 donation to the Fluffy Bunny Rabbit Society and we will save the life of a fluffy bunny rabbit. You say, give £10 and you will save the life of a fluffy bunny rabbit. So it's all about painting in the mind of the donor a picture of them being the hero. So the messaging and the communications and helping people to understand the impact which their donation or their, their, their fundraising will make is very important. Um, so and helping organizations to find the income streams which are a good fit for them. Um, and that could be working with corporate sponsorship or corporate partnerships or um, encouraging individuals to become committed donors, encouraging people to leave a gift in their legacy when they pass, all of those sorts of things. So finding a good fit and then making sure that each of your donors and supporters has a superior experience that they really appreciate how valued they are and that they keep coming back for more of that fix, that feel-good feeling, that the kindness which they are presenting works and has an impact and keeping them warm and moving them along a journey so that they can cherry pick and, and sample other income streams. Um, so that's kind of made me think about the motivation. Why do people give and why, why do people do good things? It is um, it's of huge interest to me about charities, as you uh, know, and I'm sure we've already discussed uh, in our several conversations in the last month. But 
you know, I, I started Sunshine People because I was so mindful of the money that I had previously raised when I climbed Kilimanjaro uh, for a, a charity and where that money had gone. And they said, oh, it's just gone into the big pot. And I think, do, do you see that? Because I think there are some people that are just very mindful that charities have become businesses more yes. so and lost their purpose. And I'm not talking about every charity, but I'm talking about there are charities out there that have done that. And therefore, people are tarred with that brush. Do you see that? Do you see people are becoming more reluctant to donate uh, money because of that? Or do you not see any difference? It's all about the communications. It's all about communicating to people what can be done with it. You know, for example, sure, money, sure, right to say, I want my money restricted to this particular area. And, and then there's an obligation on the charity to, to, to restrict it for that. For me, their money's very possibly went to an area which I would like. And that's all about sustainability and development. If I have to make a donation to a charity, I restrict it to their fundraising because I'm a tremendous believer that if you spend a quid and you can turn that into 10 quid, then it's going to help more people. Um, I There's a cynicism. There was a lot of bad publicity a few years ago um, when there was a lady, Olive Cook, and Olive Cook uh, committed suicide. And upon her death, some of her friends had indicated that a contributory factor to this may have been how she had been dealt with by charitable organizations. Now, Olive sounds like she was an absolutely lovely lady who perhaps had a difficulty in saying no. So there was a time when charities were capturing the data of their supporters and selling that data onto other charities. And some of those other charities were then sending the data on to corporate organizations. Wow. And the lady was getting too, too, so many asks. And it was so difficult for her to just say no that she became overwhelmed with telephone calls and, and um, you know, requests for help and simple things. And I know people who, you know, if, if a a double glazing salesman came to the door to sell them double glazing, they would struggle to say no, even if they didn't know it, uh, even if they knew they didn't need it. So the voluntary sector kind of that gives us a real good shake. And I think organisations are much more ethical in their outlook than they used to be. There's always going to be, you know, bad news stories out there. But certainly with the clients that I work with, the drive and the motivation and the commitment which they have is overwhelming. I work with, I have worked with a couple of different people in the past where they work ridiculously long hours, not only for no money, but they're actually paying for their organization, the charitable organization out of their own pocket, which is incredible. There will always, yeah, there will always be bad news stories out there. And maybe, just maybe, there's an element of bigger charities getting a bit unwieldy and not focusing on what they're about and what every single charity ultimately is about, is about helping people. And if that message gets confused or lost, well, they're a dead duck and, and probably don't deserve your support. No, no, absolutely. 
Is there a kindness that's happened in your life, Glenn, that, you know, just really sticks with you that has made a difference to the way that your life has, has gone? It, it, it is it, it is that day. I remember that day. Myself and Winky, we had just drained a 10-pint a, a ten barrel of home brew and drunk half a bottle of whiskey and scaled a gate into that little church. And the people in that church welcomed us, and that shifted my life around. I then started, well, I can't say that it, it, it cleaned me up from, this, from the beginning, but it, it led me in a more wholesome path. And, and then I got involved in voluntary work, and I ended up opening or being one of the founder members of the Lisburn District Youth Council. And one of my earliest memories of pride was the day before we had a street collection and we couldn't afford stickers for a street collection. So we unrolled these hundreds and hundreds of freezer stickers and we wrote LYC on them for the Lisburn Youth Council. And I recall this is when we were about 16. I remember the night before us sitting thinking, this is going to be a big fat embarrassment. Nobody is going to pay money to have one of these daft little stickers on their lapel. And I can remember back then a guy in a pinstripe suit and saying to him as he put a 50p into my collection box, do you want one of these stickers? And he did. And he put it on. And I stood at the top of our main street, Bow Street, and looked down that road and saw the sea of people wearing these stickers. And I just felt so good and had so much pride. that that was the point where I kind of thought to myself, yeah, I, I got I to gotta do something with my life that, that, that leaves something, some sort of a mark and has some sort of a positive impact. I go on about kindness working and all of that. I'm far from the scene. And I say it as much to keep myself motivated and keep myself on the right track as I do to encourage others because it's so easy. My daughter's brilliant. If I'm out with my daughter, she'll pull me up. She'll say, you were a bit impatient with that person who was trying to serve you. And I say, I, but they were... And she'll say, no, that wasn't good. So, she, you know, I, I think none of us are pure, but it's good to have a little person to give me a kick every now and again to remind me to behave myself too. That's right. Absolutely. I'm all for that. I'm definitely not perfect in any way, um, but it's about having that awareness to constantly look at self and look at that evaluating and own our own uh, foibles in so many ways right so mm -hmm. we you talked briefly there about hashtag kindness works let's talk about that because where did it start from um you started a hashtag and it's just kind of picked up and run with it right I was in, invited to um, become involved with a, it's a, a US networking organization called Synapse. And my very first meeting, I went to their online webinar and I was just struck within the first couple of seconds by 
the atmosphere of solidarity and support people supporting each other. It wasn't just focused on networking and, and, and building business associates. It was generally supported about supporting people at all sorts of emotional levels. And there was a lady did a lovely presentation about the joy that you can have in being grateful for the things which you have during lockdown and the impact of COVID. Um, and helping each other out and appreciating nature. And just in, in, in talking to all of these people, I could see that whilst it was built on a foundation of kindness, it was working because people were feeling supportive. Business contacts were being made. Business was being done. And it was just, and I, it just struck me that this ethos of doing things to just help each other is effective. And it causes all sorts of ripples. And it's not just an early, furry, namby-pamby, lightweight way to be. It makes companies more productive. It makes people more effective. And there are all sorts of lovely, wonderful spin-offs that come from it. Yeah, absolutely. So you posted hashtag kindness works, right? So what was the first post that you did? Um lightweight at about 11 o'clock at night I just said I'm going to hang my hat on kindness works because it does and I hope that you do too and I then subsequently posted in about four or five different occasions and we've built up a little bit of a following you know and there are every week since this was only five or six weeks ago there'll normally be a couple of posts which someone will put out just drop a little example of kindness yeah. and stick the hashtag onto it so that people can see it and, and come and join us on, on a bit of, um, I suppose it's a little bit of a movement, but now interested in networking with organizations like yourself. And I've, I've met a lovely lady from the States who's a similar ethos to you. Um, and uh, there's now quite a large organization, which I'm just about to connect with. So there's all sorts of people out there and, and I'm keen that we all get together and spread the word about it. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, because we only change a culture, right, by us all coming together and being willing to change it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The only thing I have to be cautious of, and that's something which is in my mind, I, I post a lot on LinkedIn. I find it a fantastic forum and extremely supportive. When we're, People are, some of them are not happy, and I suspect some of them are a bit peeved off with everybody talking about positivity and kindness and we're all in it together and everything's going to be okay at the end. If you are on your knees and feeling broken, it's a very, very, very difficult place to be. And, and I have spoken with people who have said, I'm not going to reach out to anybody for help. I don't want to be a burden on people. Mm. And they don't get it. But it is a wonderful feeling to be able to help someone. It makes the person feel really, really good about themselves. Um, and I think it's, I would like us to have a culture where we were more open and kindness was the norm. And it was okay to ask for help because you knew you're actually doing the other person a favor by, by sharing it with them as well. Yeah, absolutely. It was interesting. I can remember when you posted, you posted something about um, our chat before when we did a, a little um it was from world kindness day i think we did a talk yes. 
And I'd noticed that one person had put a comment and they went, oh, I'm not, I'm not tuning into this. And I can remember thinking, it's interesting, isn't it, how we have sometimes people feel a need to say something that they didn't really need to say at all. They could have just scrolled on by or gone, oh, it's not my thing. But they want to be divisive or, I don't know, it's really interesting. I have to say, I really love the way you handled it. You were just you put something nice back and it was just all very nice and it was kind of squashed because of course you can't, when somebody's, uh, when you've got, I don't want to say hate because it wasn't hate per se, but when you have um, some sort of negativity like that, you know, you can't be more negative if you just douse it with positivity. You can't, you can't go anywhere with that. It's it's like the bully who calls you a name. If you call them a name back, yeah. they'll call you a name and it goes on and on and you're lighting the fire. Yeah. Um, but do you think that there's a, and you know, what was your thoughts about that? I don't know whether you remember the comments uh, particularly, but I find it all very interesting. I find when someone is nasty or negative and you smack them in the face, with kindness, they're disarmed almost every time, and they will respond with a nice, positive com- uh, comment. I-, I-, I put out a post a couple of days ago because some people think, oh, and some may be right that it's a professional platform, LinkedIn, and people should be posting professional posts. And it was something ar- along the nature, you know, for all those people who post bad jokes and pictures of their dog and all sorts of different things. Thank you. Because sometimes that is just what's needed to punctuate the day as a little bit of lightness. And for people who don't like people who organ or who post lightweight content, remember the wise words. You don't have to comment. If you yeah. don't like drinking warm diarrhea, just don't and move on. Just because you don't like it, you don't have to comment about it. No. You could just keep going. That's, I, I, I don't know. I do wonder whether this conversation of kindness that is gaining momentum very quickly, you know, I'm pleased, I'm pleased to say that, that it will start to squash some of the cultural things where people think it's okay on social media to be divisive and unpleasant and, you know, just put other people down. I I feel that it may start to become not seen as okay and people will delete, ignore, not interact um, and just move on from those people. Do you think that that's a possibility? What's your thoughts? I hope so. Um, It's certainly a message which I try to put out. But then the difficulty is, uh, my sense is that people who are what I call dementors that are trying to suck the goodness out of others, um, they quite often, the easiest thing to do is to just turn them off and not engage with their content. But I also think that very often they have issues themselves. And I think there's a polarization of opinion. And Part of me thinks, do you ignore the Dementors and don't let them bring you down? Or do you try to engage with them in a positive way and try to help them and shift their mindset over 
to being more positive. So I, I, I kind of keep in contact with them, keep open and hope that not myself, but with myself and other people who have a similar ethos, that they start to absorb some of the, the good stuff. And like I, I remember being negative in my past and it's not a good feeling. It really feels good to just chuck something nice and positive out to someone and it's uplifting for that individual and I think it helps it helps your mental health to be kind if you're going to act like an old misery guts you're going to feel like an old misery guts so there's sense there's sense in just being decent to people and and being positive it makes you feel good yeah how do you think the uh, covid has had an impact on people's kindness and people's ability to give financially to charities i've never given more than i have done in my life um i think i picked up i can't remember the percentage i think it was like 30 percent people it has been proven statistically are giving more money at this particular time than they have ever gone before um, there is, and I, people are tired of it, but I think there is this feeling of people being in it together and being supportive and helping each other. There's a wonderful man I know, um, Rory, and during our first lockdown, he gave away um, almost £200,000 worth of sanitizer to hospitals and to charities. Now, it's his business, and he could have been selling it at... 19 pounds a litre he chose to give it away and that came about of I suppose a shared experience you know it's not often that we come all across a situation in our lives where everybody is suffering as a result of the same thing and this is really a very unique time and I do think that people are appreciating what's important uh, and that's not just money 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 people are less inclined towards the rat race and they understand that it's nice to get out into nature and I think there's some re-evaluation of people's individual lives and I see it and I talk to people who say it's made me think what's important that's family and it's if I've got food and shelter and the love of my family and my friends you know I don't need to get that big new car it's not just quite as important as they may have thought beforehand so I think it's lightened a lot of us up and I think it's made a lot of us a lot more bitter and negative too I, I just sense that there's a there's a, there's a there's a great chasm between how people are conducting themselves and it's one way or the other the poor government and good and bad I'm sure it's done there's a lot of backward looking oh they should have done that well they could have done that differently I think people want to and I even do this with clients just forget about the past learn from the good bits of it but keep moving forward and in a positive confident way there's a lot of looking backwards and I'm not a great big believer in looking backwards and finger pointing and blaming just keep the vision and move forward but boy it's tough for people like my goodness some people are having it so difficult um and it helps i first lockdown on my birthday i couldn't see my family or spend any time with my children and i don't think i was abundantly clear about that but someone people picked up on a post which i made that i was feeling sad and a lady from australia got on the piano sung happy birthday to me in video and posted it to me. I had a great friend, Aaron, Aaron Watson, 
who's a very high-profile guy in, in Northern Ireland, who lifted the phone and sung happy birthday very badly to me <laughs> down the phone and sat and chatted to me for half an hour. Now, that is powerful. There's no one can deny, because it was me and the other receiving end of it, the power of kindness. Those guys shifted my mindset completely. And I believe that people are fundamentally good. And if you've got the ability to do good stuff, get out and do it and see what it's like, because it's a real good feeling. And people are denying themselves that feeling by not, not dipping their toe in it and just being decent. Yeah, yeah, definitely making a shift change we need it um so you talked then about your daughter and how your daughter kind of will check in you know maybe you could have done better there you know where does that come from with her is it something she's developed over time is it within the very soul of her where's that come from I guess it's a bit of both. I, I would like to think it's nature and nurture. I think of part of it's learned behavior. Um, I, you know, I, myself and their mother would have been, well, are both positive people. And um, you just have to have a, a level of decency. And I think, I think they learn from their, their brothers and from their parents and grandparents how to behave and how to conduct themselves. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's a bit of nature and a bit of nurture. Um, but I, th- I think she's one of those people who just happens to have a good wee soul, um, yeah. and she's lucky it'll hold her in good stead. Yeah, good, good. I can't. We. I can't believe we're actually at the end of the podcast already. I feel like we literally just tuned in, uh, but we are. We're already at the end. I always ask this question at the end. uh, What does a culture of kindness mean to you? Just everybody be nice to each other. Everybody, if everyone tried to make everyone happy, that's end of, you know, if everybody do it, our problems would be over. Like, what difficulties would there be? well, obviously, you know, would have well, we wouldn't have world wars for or wars, for example, for a start. But I think if people were just nice, it's kind of infantile stuff. The message of kindness is no different than you would teach to someone who was four years of age. It's that simple. If you're just good to people, it helps and encourages them to be good to people, and you get that. Well, I don't want to say vicious, but that kindness circle, which just keeps on going round. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Glenn, for your time. It's a pleasure always speaking to you. Your brightness always brightens everybody's day. Keep up. Hashtag kindness works. Um, and uh, I hope people will join the revolution uh, of kindness that we've started. Thank you. I appreciate that. And if anybody wants any help with generating income, <laughs> for their non-profit organization. It's Caboodle Fundraising. (laughs) Caboodle Fundraising, wonderful. Thanks so much, Glenn. We should do one of these every week. I could just keep talking to you forever. (laughs) Look, it's a real joy and and an absolute wonderful bonus to get to know you a bit. Thanks so much, Glenn. See you soon. My pleasure, be good. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you have loved this episode, please do share it with others. Pop on and give a lovely review, but mostly take forwards into your life something that can change someone else's. We are looking for the elusive happiness and kindness is the action that can get us there.